1450 and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Sports Fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome into All Sports Talk for this Friday afternoon. Tim Tackett along with the old pro, Dick Palmer, in the studio. Uh, Dicky, what's up, bud? Well, I want to say uh, a big Friday afternoon hello to all of you folks out there in traffic coming, <laughs> in, coming in from Nashville and on Thompson Lane and coming over the bridge on Broad, on Memorial. I know you're having a great time this afternoon. You know, now as COVID begins to open up the, the country a little bit more and more and more and more, traffic picks up a little more and more and more. It makes me glad I don't go to Nashville and back every day. You know, during the first days of the lockdown, it was almost a pleasure to drive around <laughs> in Murfreesboro. The, that's the silver lining in what otherwise a very dark cloud. Would you I say that? You, yeah, you could say that. It clearly has affected sports a lot, Dick. Uh, the Titans first come to mind. Uh, that's a that's a really difficult situation for them to deal with, the league to deal with, Dick. You know, when you when, when you're a leader, in, in this case, the NFL leadership, you got 32 teams that have money riding. You got professional athletes riding. It's a very difficult thing to do. How you handle that uh, the Titans, for those that don't know, have I think 22 personnel, uh, 10 I think front office people, and 12 players that have been uh, detected with COVID, which caused them to move one game already. It clearly appears that Sunday's game will not be played. It's just a tough situation all the yeah, way around. That, that thing changes uh, not only day day to day, but hour to hour. I think I uh, I think I read uh, earlier today where they were. Planning on playing it Tuesday? Is that what uh, you understand? No, I don't think so. Uh, my understanding is if they do that, the, the the team they play, the Bills, are scheduled to play Thursday night football. That's the way I understood it. So there's no way they're going to play on Tuesday night. Well, I, I just don't know. It's uh, it's weird. I, I have not looked at it this morning or today to see what the latest is on that timing. But um, anyway, uh, everybody in the NFL for sure wants to know what happened what caused it and unlike major league baseball and in pro basketball nfl has not gone into a bubble which would be almost impossible to do if you got major league baseball you can play three or four teams on one field oh day in day out day in day out nba certainly can do that on two or three courts but in football you don't have a place where you got 16 football fields that are suitable to play on no you talked about leadership in the league uh leadership of the of the teams in the uh, NFL uh, has to has to really be on their toes, and uh, we don't know what happened with with the Titans. Uh, the head coach says 
and the general manager say they've followed all of the protocols given them by the by the league, but uh, they they did. It was discovered that they did have a, uh, a kind of a informal practice session with some players. Two of them actually at a high school in Nashville and. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but uh, that was well, something they weren't say, supposed to do. I was going to say, when you say they, they feel like they followed all protocol, that doesn't seem to me they followed all protocol there. I think that's going to come up to bite them pretty hard somewhere along the line as to what that might be. Uh, of course, fans that like to go are not getting to go. Uh, they had no one in the stands yet planned to this, this past game, this, this coming Sunday, but that's not going to happen apparently. Uh, high school football – Sports have been affected by that. Of course, Major League Baseball has not had anybody all along. So, economically, the, the the big league sports, you think they've got a, enough tucked away that they can probably get by. But for the high school sports and, and especially for the businesses around the ballparks, it's a real tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I don't really understand why uh, baseball hasn't opened it up to fans a little bit more with, you know, a percentage of capacity uh, allowed in the stadium, just like a lot of the colleges are doing now with football. Uh, but uh, now I did read somewhere where they might open up some uh, some space in the World Series for for fans to come. It certainly won't be like it usually is. And oh, you got your red shirt on today. I do. I'm a fan. <laughs> no matter what happens, well, the World Series won't be the same still because it will will not be played in the home ballparks at right. all right so whatever fans show up are going to be fans of baseball as opposed to probably fans of that particular team well in many cases yeah that's probably true and it's uh, it's a neutral neutral site and i think they're gonna they, i know they're gonna play the championship series seven games straight through now the world series i think is going to have the the normal uh, gaps day in yeah the gaps in between all right, Dick, let's uh, take a break real quick. We'll come back and we'll start off with Middle Tennessee football. We'll get into basketball some uh, and many more things on All Sports Talk. We'll be right back. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demasrestaurants.com. Now's the time to start teaching good financial habits to your children, and we're here to help. Hi, I'm Nancy with Heritage South Community Credit Union. Our chipmunk and squirrel saver accounts help your child learn how to save and reward them for regular deposits or good grades. Our team cash accounts help your team learn to manage their money wisely and have options to build their credit. To learn more, visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, insured by the NCUA. 
Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. We're focused on the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders this week as they travel to Florida International. Hope you'll join us on Saturday afternoon, 1.30 pregame. 3 o'clock will be the kickoff right here on News Radio WGNS, your flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Dwayne Hickey and Dick Palmer will have your pregame show beginning at 1.30. Chip Walters and Wes Counts will have the play-by play from FIU Saturday 1.30 right here. This programming note due to fall break this week, no Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Coaches Corner or MTCS Cougar Corner on Saturday or State Farm Prep Football for you this week. We will get back at it next week and on Friday, October 16th, a big one. It's Oakland at Riverdale. You'll hear coverage on State Farm Prep Sports. Keep up with the latest local sports online at WGNSSports.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Dick Palmer joins me today. Middle Tennessee football, Dick has gotten off to not only a rough start, a very rough spot, uh, 0-4. And uh, your thoughts? I know you deal with the post-game show, and it's got to be a little bit dreary to deal with those things. Well, it's, uh, you know, when you're pulled for a team as long as uh, a lot of us have for the Blue Raiders, it's, it's kind of hard, uh, hard medicine to swallow. But uh, you, you just have to go on and try to get better every week. And bottom line is the Raiders have not uh, found out what it takes to win this year. And it's maybe a little bit of a carryover from last year when we had a, a subpar season. Well, the last two games have been highly competitive. A three-point loss, a two-point loss, I guess it is. The first two were blowouts. Uh, both the, the last two have been within the league itself. And so – there are some signs of things getting some better, but still 0-4. And, and at some point in anybody's season that gets in that way, that situation, Dick, the coaching staff and leadership in the locker room have to make sure that the things stay on the course because it's easy to get off the rails and, and give up on the season, and, and they just can't let that happen. Yeah, and the Western Kentucky game last Saturday was a game that could have gone – Either way, I think uh, – I don't know if you were there. Uh, I was. But uh, both of those teams had equal chances 
to win it, and it, it just uh, happened to be Western Kentucky who who had the uh, had the points, had the edge. Me, Coach Palmer, for a minute, and and uh, you know, if you went into the practice session for this week, what kind of things do you see Middle Tennessee needing to work on and, and develop or or get much better at? Well, I you know, I think the uh, I think the the defense has has been getting a little better. Uh, still have to. You know, I still have to work on stopping big plays, but uh, we didn't have too many big plays Saturday. I thought we defended the deep ball pretty well. Uh, offensively, we just haven't been able to get in any kind of a rhythm because of a lack of a, a running game. Uh, we did have some flashes uh, of, of that in the San Antonio game uh, with over 100 yards on the ground, but uh, that was nowhere to be seen against Western Kentucky. I don't know if that was a game plan or not, but obviously if you're going to throw the football, you have to have a running game to to set it up, and, and we just haven't had that. And I don't know if it's personnel or schemes or whatever, just hasn't been there. In most teams, with most teams, balance is what they strive for. You want to make sure that you can do both of those things. Mississippi State kind of proved that wrong a week ago against LSU when they came out and, and the quarterback put up 600-some-odd yards. I think they had four rushing yards in the football game. Uh, so if you're going to be a passing team only or a quarterback running team only, which is where Middle Tennessee is right now, you better really be good at that. And, and Asher O'Hare has put up some nice numbers. I mentioned this to Jeff on Monday when I was on the show. He's put up with some nice numbers. But, Dick, when, when your quarterback has to lead you in rushing, I think you're in trouble. Well, yeah, that's true. And uh, back to Mississippi State uh, and their win over uh, LSU. And then their loss against Arkansas, by the, the way. Ver the very next week, <laughs> that same strategy backfired, and, and their quarterback uh, got picked off, uh, I know, three times, maybe maybe more. And, and turnovers, I thought, I thought the Raiders did a better job of uh, controlling the football on Saturday. And in fact, they, they had a plus one in, in turnovers in that game, did not turn the ball over. And we're able to come up with a uh, with a takeaway, so that uh, that bodes well, and that's something that uh, something that good teams do. One thing that I see missing offensively, and, I, and I'm not sure why it is, uh, is it re receivers? Is it quarterback arm strength? Is it inability to protect the quarterback? But we've thrown the ball down the field very little in, in the two games that I've seen. I guess I've seen three because I watched the Army game from start to finish. I don't see us throwing the ball down the field. We've had very few plays where you've had the pass go 20, 25 yards or more. Well, it's one of two things. Either the offensive line is not giving the quarterback enough time to throw or the quarterback's arm is not strong enough to throw it. Well, I, I, I mentioned the third one, and that, that is wide receivers being good enough to get down the field and, and get away. I mean, when you, when you see these uh, wide uh, splits, you see a receiver over here on this side and a defensive back right in front of him. It's a one-on-one -on -one game, right? Correct. And, and if your receiver is better than the cornerback, he's going to get open and he's going to catch some balls. If the cornerback is better than the receiver, he's not going to get open and he's going to catch very few balls. I, I, we're, we're not winning those battles out there for sure. No, that's a fair point. Uh, receivers uh, have just as much responsibility in the passing game as the, as the quarterback does. Recruiting? is the key to anything uh, in college football for sure pro football same way you got to draft players whatever uh, you know a really great coach with average players is going to win pretty good a really bad coach with super players is still going to win pretty good uh, dick I, I, somewhere along the line we've just not 
hit some targets in, in recruiting, it appears to me. No, we've had some – we have had some uh, – diamonds in the rough come in here and some of them have been polished enough to go on and play in the nfl but that's few and far between you're not going to get a you know a a school on our level it's not going to get what you call five-star athletes in here i I never have understood what that is but uh, apparently they're they're pretty good but uh we, we can get we can get uh Good, good players, high, good high school players, good junior college players, in here, and uh, and make them better. But uh, I don't know. It maybe maybe it is a little uh, downslide in recruiting over the last year or two. I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's answers that people are looking for. One thing for sure, and it's really hard to judge in this COVID year, Dick, with fan interest uh, in, in anything because it's been been mellowed. Fan interest in baseball. It's hard to say. Fan interest in the Titans, it's really hard to say. Fan interest in Middle Tennessee football, it's really hard to say. But I know from the people I'm around, there's there's more disgust than there is optimism right now. Well, that's true. Fan interest has been lessened, and I, somewhat, I'm sure, by COVID, somewhat by these by by a lot of the social issues that have been in the forefront lately. So I I don't know exactly what the what the answer is to that. Uh, and it hasn't it hasn't lessened my interest at all. Sure, and probably not yours. The social issues that you mentioned, Dick, it's it's impossible to gauge that right now because there's not going to be fans coming to, to pro events anyway. That's correct, and, and so it's very difficult to know what that's going to be. And uh, it certainly has been handled differently than it was three or four years ago, and uh, when uh, they, they come to the forefront. Uh, but we live in a different world in lots of different ways. Fair to say, you said that right. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, even going back, I go back a little farther than you do, but uh, even going back to the seventies and eighties, it's uh, daylight and dark. Sure. Well, let's go back to the Olympic Games once upon a time. Do you remember the the guy standing on the, uh, the sprinter standing on the uh, champ, the uh, champ winner stand, right, with the black gloves and the hand in the air and that was a difficult time for people to deal with as well. Exactly. Uh, how much do we change? How much should the country change before we go down the tubes? That's, I think that's where we've got to figure it out. Well, and, we, you know, it's been over 100 years, and we had not figured it out yet. Well, But we, we still uh, need to try. Well, <laughs> the same things we had not figured out yet, but I, the one thing we have figured out yet, Dick, is we continue to thrive as a country. In spite of our warts and so forth, we continue. I, I, I still believe very strongly there's far more people, good people in this country than there are people that are troublemakers. I, and, I think, and, yes, and, I, and I think there's far more unity in most places. Uh, it's not perfect in Murfreesboro, but this is not the hotbed of, of tough places. The, the big cities is where you really have the, the, the real strife. Yeah, and the, and the good things that, that are happening in this country you don't read about in the headlines. Well... Anyway, that, that being said, Dick, uh, we'll just have to see how things roll and, and go. Um, your, your thoughts on Middle Tennessee against Florida International on Saturday and then coming back to play North Texas at home uh, the following week. Raiders had a big win over them last year here. Uh, I think an unexpected uh, one-sided win. So you know That was that, a rain game, wasn't it? Yes. So Big-time rain game. Yeah. So you, uh, you know that they're going to be uh, ready to try and – you know, get a little revenge out of that. 
Raiders on the road, uh, you know, haven't been great. So I, yeah, I really don't know what to expect. I don't know how the the COVID situation is with with each of those teams. So we'll just have to wait and see. It'll be oh, by the way, that game, and I'm sure it's been publicized, but it has been changed to a three o'clock. It was originally scheduled for six o'clock, I think. It has been changed to a three o'clock uh, kickoff, and that means our our pregame show here on uh, WGNS uh, will be at 1.30 on tomorrow. The Florida International game, Dick, was the, a game where more rain came in than ever I've been in in the years I've gone to football games. And the second part that I'll remember about that is I, don't, I can't say this for absolute sure, but I really think Florida International decided to mail it in about the second quarter. Say, let's get this thing over with. Let's get back on the plane and go home. I, I really think they, they gave, gave it up. That was the general feeling up in the press box uh, when all that happened. All right, Dick, we're going to take a break. Chip Walters will come up with the Blue Raider Insider Report. We'll come back and talk about some basketball after Chip. You're listening to All Sports Talk. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic, but it's moving out here on uh, 24, coming over from Davidson County into Rutherford County. Just give yourself extra time no matter which direction you're going. It's stop and go out here up and down sections of Memorial and also on Sam Ridley. As well. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obery Gatlinburg this year during Oktoberfest now through November 1st. Visit ObreyGatlinburg.com for all the details. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time If you're not waking up to the wake up crew, here's what you've been missing. You think we're way out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss the wake up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costless. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair 
your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Chip Walters is up with the Blue Raider Insider Report. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider football. And while the Raiders celebrated homecoming at Floyd Stadium last week against Western Kentucky, this Saturday will serve as a real homecoming for several Blue Raiders when they take on FIU in Miami. Head coach Rick Stocksell and his staff have done the job over the last few years recruiting heavily in the state of Florida, so much so that 17 scholarship players will play in their home state this weekend. That includes seven from within 160 square miles of Miami. Saturday's contest will be the second time for junior safety Greg Great getting to play in his hometown. He grew up on Miami's north side, attending Miami Carroll City Senior High School. He helped the Chiefs win a Class 6A state title in 2016 before coming to Middle Tennessee. Great bounced around the defensive backfield for the Blue Raiders the last two years, making eight combined starts as a freshman and sophomore at safety, both outside corner spots and nickel corner. He seems to have found a home now as a junior, starting at safety opposite senior Reed Blankenship. They're currently tied for the team lead with 28 tackles this year, and Greats added an interception and two forced fumbles. He also had a pick six called off due to an offside penalty on Troy. Great is just one Florida native, making big contributions to the defense. Redshirt sophomore DeCorian Patterson, an Ocala native, has been bounced around the defensive backfield as well, playing both outside corner and nickel this season. He's been good wherever he's played, racking up 15 tackles, three uh, three and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery in three games. Fellow Florida native Cody Smith, a redshirt junior linebacker from Stewart, Florida, has also had a good start to the season, setting single-game career highs against Troy with nine tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. His uh, He set his previous career high in tackles with six at FIU in 2018. The Blue Raiders will be looking for their 11th win against uh, only five losses against FIU. The Blue Raiders won against uh, the, the Panthers last year in an absolute monsoon by a final score of 50 to 17. Well, Division I student-athletes will not practice and compete, among other countable athletically-related activities, on the first Tuesday after November 1 every year, including the upcoming Election Day on November 3rd. That was from the Division I Council. The Division I Student-Athlete Advisory Committee proposed the legislation to provide a day each year dedicated to increasing opportunities for Division I athletes to participate in civic engagement. These include activities such as voting or community service, among others. Looking at some uh, football around the country this weekend, a couple of uh, 
conferences in 1AA or 1A and 1AA have announced what they're going to do. The MAC has released its spring football schedule, or actually they're, they're going to play this fall. It will start on November the 4th, and they'll be playing on Wednesdays. They'll have a conference championship game December 18th, and uh, more locally, the Ohio Valley Conference released its spring football schedule, which will consist of a single round robin beginning on February 21st and ending on April 11th, and they will play most of their games on Sundays. Interesting. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another update for you coming up tomorrow. Our thanks to Chip as uh, he uh, gets ready for double duty almost uh, with the basketball season looming. It won't be quite the same, Dick, as last because basketball season has been backed up pretty much out of football season. Yeah, we don't have a clue what's going to happen <laughs> in basketball season other than we know that it's uh, – Going to start uh, about two weeks later than it was supposed to. And uh, other than that, there's going to be some changes. Don't don't do like I did and put your schedule down on your calendar early. <laughs> All right, Dick, let's take that break real quick, and we'll come back and we'll let you expound upon that uh, bit of wisdom. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Dick Palmer, I guess today, right before the break, Dick, you talked about don't put everything down on your calendar. Basketball has been backed up to Thanksgiving weekend. It began both the ladies' and men's schedules. And uh, Middle Tennessee, I think, very optimistic about what basketball season could be like. Right. Uh, I'm more familiar with the women's program since I, I cover their games uh, on radio and travel with them. I know they're uh, – official practice is supposed to start on Wednesday of next week and I know they do have a full complement of of players on hand got 12 uh, players and including three international players and uh, looking forward to um, to seeing what this group's going to do the schedule for the ladies you mentioned don't put it down in your calendar what has it been changed well first of all the uh first two or three games were were wiped off the schedule when they set the start date back to uh, November the 25th so we won't be won't be going to Virginia Commonwealth uh, won't be playing a couple of other games at home that were supposed to be played the schedule does give Middle Tennessee fans four straight home games to start the season starting with Louisville on the 25th and then Louisville's Bama, been a top ten team for the last six eight years. Oh yeah, they were twenty eight and twenty eight and four last year, uh, and we're going to the, to the tournament again. Had had things uh, not just falling apart, but uh, the first four games will be at home, 
and then it's going to get close to Christmas time and start of conference play, and there are things in the works with the conference schedule that could change what's already down in black and white. You mentioned 12 players, Dick. Uh, a, a couple really good ones coming back from Murfreesboro, and uh, and but a loss or two along the way as well. Yes. Uh, we have uh, all of our starters back from last year, with the exception of Charity Savage, who he led the graduated. league in rebounding, if I, if I remember right. I'm sorry? I said she led the league in rebounding, if I remember oh, right. Oh, she did, yeah. She was uh, at about six foot. And that being very charitable, I'd say, as far as size is concerned. After being a, uh, a reserve for three years, and uh, to her credit, she stayed the course, and she finally got an opportunity in her senior year, and uh, she showed what, what she could do. Talk about those starters, Dick. Well, uh, the two Hayes girls, of course, uh, are uh, first and forefront, I think. Uh, Aislinn, uh, freshman of the year, Anastasia, uh, first team uh, all-conference, and, and, and then, you go to, uh, then you go to the, uh, the twins, uh, the Whittington twins, I think Alexis, uh, would probably be in that starting lineup uh, this year. She has uh, come off the bench and, and played very well her first couple of years. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Whitney, uh, Courtney uh, Whitson, who was, uh, I think, all freshman last year. She'll be back uh, as a starter. Uh, we've got uh, transfer from Ole Miss, who's going to come in and play a lot. And then the... Uh, We've got uh, the young lady who had to sit out with an injury last year uh, who will be back and probably be in the starting post position, uh, Rashika White. And then you've got the, uh, the three international players that I mentioned coming in, and they're all post players. Size is one thing that people have just been critical over and over and over about. And, and there's been years we go into it and we think we're going to have some size. You have two or three, six, three kids, and they just never have fanned out quite the same way, and, and we end up with uh, a smallish lineup once again. It, it appears this year we've got a real shot to ha have some size in there. Well, uh, Rashika White, I mentioned a minute ago, is uh, about 6'4", uh, post player, uh, very athletic, shot blocker, good offensive player. Uh, I think she'll fill the bill there, and, and probably Courtney Whitson will be the other uh, post player, uh, or they call it post player power forward, but uh, they're all capable of going under there and, and playing the uh, the five four or the five position. And then the young lady from uh, from Canada comes in here at about uh, six four, uh, freshman young lady from uh, from Russia, who uh, has played her high school basketball in Florida. Uh, comes in at about six four, and the uh, young lady from Spain uh, comes in at about six three, and they've all been working uh, in tandem in that four and five spot, and and all of them look good. Dick, who's translating all this uh, stuff? <laughs> well, I asked uh, I asked uh, Matt Ensel the other day. Uh, I said, Coach, have have the players? Started learning how to communicate in Cannon County English. <laughs> he said, "Not really." <laughs> well, that's a different breed all of itself as well. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, 
looking for a great season, really. This, this team, you, you need inside-outside power. There's no question that we've got the outside in, in place with the two Hayes girls for sure, the transfer in from Ole Miss. We should be really good in the, on the perimeter. We lost a good player that transferred out, but I think that's been kind of resolved. In, inside, uh, we've always been pretty good, but it, like I say, it's been with undersized players typically. But uh, one way or another, we find a way to score out of the post, and sometimes I'm not sure how that works. Well, you know, it's, it's the system. I think uh, the, the same system that Coach Ensel used in high school, uh, brought it over here uh, 15, 16 years ago, and has, hasn't veer, changed much from it. And everybody knows what uh, – everybody that's played us knows what we're going to do. Any prediction that you dare to make as far as where they'll finish as, as far as league's concerned? League championships in the in the certainly in the picture, isn't it? Oh, I think so. I think I think this team has definitely has got the the stuff to win the win the league and and uh, go deep into postseason if there is a postseason. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course that's the big if. And, and do we know at this point in time? I don't think it's been announced for sure as to what the ticket situation is going to be like, what fan situation is going to be like as far as. That's concerned. It's going to be limited. I think we know that. And limited to what degree, I don't know. I know there's been talk about uh, maybe not having the, the lower level seats pulled out and creating more space between the court and the, and the spectators. Uh, I know that's just been talked about. I don't know what's there's – been, there's been talk about uh, uh, what to do on press row and how to, how to space things out there. So – We'll just have to wait and see what the scenario is going to look like when we finally get ready to play. As difficult as it is, and it was and still is, to try to wait till the last minute to do what you have to do, Dick, I think we've learned some lessons there that the longer you wait to make your decisions, the better decision you're typically going to be able to make. Big Ten, for example, got into the – let's cancel the football season much earlier than anything else. They decided to come back and play. Yeah. Had they waited as long as SEC waited to make their decision as example – they may have made a different decision all along. So I think, as again, as, as much as we want to think, well, they don't know what they're doing over there or we're too impatient about it, they need to wait as long as they possibly can before they finally make their plan, yeah, in my opinion. Everybody is, is, is hoping and, and wishing that the, uh, that the COVID threat would, would lessen uh, with the uh, coming of, a, uh, of an effective vaccine, but we don't know – when that's going to happen, we don't know how effective it's going to be. Plus, we've got a we've got a flu season to uh, be concerned about, also. So, uh, it's it's just like I say, it's it's more hour to hour than than day to day uh, with these things now. Lady Raiders have many new faces. Nick McDevitt, Nick McDevitt will bring on some new faces to us. Some of those new faces have been in his program and been sitting out in those street clothes last year, but. Uh, we're going to see a lot of new faces on the court for Middle Tennessee's men's basketball team. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot better product on the floor, too. Uh, he, he's a hard-working coach. He's a good recruiter. He's brought in some players who, who have been uh, winners, and, and I'm, I'm just uh, anxious to, to see what, uh, see what his, uh, his product on the floor looks like well, this year. I was very clear with people that, that were disappointed with the first year and, and certainly disappointed with last year because it looked like we went win and loss wise we went downhill last year which you don't expect to you want at least a, a rise in trajectory but i made the statement all along give anybody three years at least to get things in place oh and, sure and, and yeah. i say that the other way around 
you know, Kermit Davis is, is one of my true heroes for sure. But I made point there. Wait till he, he gets through three years at Ole Miss and let's see where he's at. The first year he was old, at Ole Miss, he took the lead by storm, was conference coach of the year. Last year things fell down some. So the key is in any place, whether you're up on the upside or the downside, three years and beyond is kind of where you're going to be able to judge people fairly. Right. I was with Kermit uh, doing men's basketball the first five years, and I don't think we ever uh, got maybe two games over 500 in those years and sometimes under 500. So it took Kermit a little while to get uh, get the program on the track that he wanted it on. But uh, when he did, it, uh, it hit, clicked, it clicked. And, you know, success breeds success. Sure. And from then on, it was uh, expected every year that, uh, that we're going to win 20. We're going to win 25. We're going to the NCAA tournament. And that's what happened. And let's be real honest. It takes a certain amount of good fortune or luck to make things happen because some really good basketball teams have not done well because of injuries, for example, or suspensions. Or in this case, COVID, I think that's where the, the coaches got to be stressing to their players. We got to learn to do the right things because – if you don't, our season could be gone in a hurry. Yeah, next team last year was hurt by uh, uh, an injury that a season that a uh, player suffered uh, in preseason exhibition games, and a player who was counted on to be a starter, and he'll be back this year. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Oh no, uh, we don't let that, that that guy come along. Donovan Sims, one of my favorite players out of Blackman High School, will be back. Fun to watch. Uh, a little little smallish for what uh, you figure big-time basketball, but he's proved he can play with the Giants. Yes, he is. He's, he's, uh, he's one of the crowd favorites. I love to watch him play. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk baseball with Dick Palmer, who loves Major League Baseball, as I do. We'll be right back with All Sports Talk. Get it later from the paper or get it now from the radio. WGNSRadio.com. Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNS Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic, but it's moving out here on uh, 24, coming over from Davidson County into Rutherford County. Just give yourself extra try- time no matter which direction you're going. It's stopping a lot here up and down sections of Memorial and also on Sam Ridley as well. Hey, celebrate autumn at Obergatlinburg this year during Oktoberfest now through November 1st. Visit Obergatlinburg.com for all the details. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time travel. We do it your way at Pizza. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. 
whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Offices across the state of Tennessee. One right here in Murfreesboro and Woodbury as well. Verna. There'll be more place. than one here pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> things are about to take some change. We'll talk about that a bit later on. But right now, for sure, uh, they have small-town service, but big-time services. Does that make sense? I, it does, and I've dealt with them for a long time. I've, I'm uh, truly a, a, a fan of uh, First Bank. Major League Baseball has made it to the third, well, second round. Some have made it to the third round. The, uh, the Atlanta Braves have yet to lose. In the playoffs, they're already in the uh, National League Finals, uh, going two and zero against the Reds, three and zero against the Marlins. Uh, the Yankees and Rays. I've been very intrigued by that series. It's two to two. I watched. I've watched a good bit of that. They'll play for the the the, the winning uh, deal today. But uh, your take on how the sixty game season went? Some real changes. The the playoffs in and now they're in neutral sites and so forth. Just kind of an overall look at it. Well, it was a it was a weird season. I enjoyed watching the games. I, you know, it's strange to watch games with no fans in the stands. Sure. But the players seem to handle it uh, very well. Uh, umpires and uh, things got got a little testy sometimes because you can hear <laughs> with no fans. You can hear everything. Yeah, that goes every on. chirp goes on. And you hear That's it right. here, don't you? That's right. But uh, you mentioned I know you're a Reds fan and I'm a big Braves fan and that was a that was a very very tight, closely contested uh, series and I think the the Braves uh, bullpen just uh, was maybe too much for for the Reds and uh, plus Freddie Freeman. <laughs> well, you know Cincinnati came in as the hottest team in baseball the last two and a half weeks and then went no runs in two games against a team that I heard you say over and over and over, they're concerned about starting pitching. Well, the starting pitching has worked very, very well, not only there, but against the Marlins as well. But when you're a team that gives up only only six runs in a two game in two games in a playoff over a course of, what, 23 or so innings, right. you like your chances a little bit about that. You know, Trevor Bauer was just fantastic in the first game. But uh, somebody's got the score, and, and uh, Cincinnati just hit a dull spot right there. Was it great pitching? Somewhat. Was it uh, players being a bit of a slump? Probably some, some of both. Well, it was, uh, it was the pitching, I think, uh, because the, the Braves struggled to score too. But when they, when they finally uh, did, it, it was at the right time, and it was a walk-off. Dick, uh, go back through a little bit of time zone and, and talk about a favorite player or two or three in in the history of major league baseball who are those who would be the your your favorite players well you know i don't go back quite to babe ruth or uh, <laughs> lou gehrig <laughs> although some people think i do but uh 
Let me tell you about play, players that I had the opportunity to see play yeah. in person, uh, starting with Willie Mays. Willie, I saw Willie Mays uh, more than once. Uh, and, and these are back in the, in the years where, you know, I might, might, might make one major league trip a season. Uh, so I saw, got to see Willie Mays play. What a super player. Uh, I'm probably one of the only people alive to say that he saw Willie Mays drop a fly ball. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was on his one of his basket catches. It, it just, he just dropped it. Uh, I saw Stan Musial play. What a player. I saw him hit five home runs in a double header at, at the old stadium in St. Louis. Not not the one before this one, but the one what two is, originally called Sportsman's Park, and then then turned into yeah they had Blue the, Stadium had a, number one. Yeah, it had short right field, uh, had a big screen in right field that you had to hit it over. He had like uh, two home runs in the first game and three in the second, something like that. They were nine inning games, but uh, that was a remarkable feat. And Frank Robinson, I used to love to watch Frank Robinson play the outfield. So graceful. Plus, he could hit the heck out of the ball. Frank Robinson was part of one one of Major League Baseball's most one-sided trades, I think, when Cincinnati traded him to the Orioles for Milt Pappas, who, who very few people have heard of. Uh, one of the, as I say, uh, MVP winner, I believe, in both leagues, which happens very rarely. Right. Pitching, uh, I saw Nolan Ryan in Cincinnati get his 2,500th uh, strikeout. That was uh, in part of a doubleheader. They used to play doubleheaders back then. Uh, they would play nine-inning games, but they would they would play them back-to-back. -back. Sure, 20 minutes apart. And... Not day and night yeah. like, like they've done the last few years. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, people who – participated in the seven inning double headers like like that format at least some of the some of the coaches uh, managers well when you're in a situation which major league baseball put that in place because they had an idea that something would happen like happened with the marlins happened with the cardinals that they would have five or six games that they'd have to sit out and they're going to have to make those up in double headers to get it done and it, it was the right thing to do in my opinion for sure uh again that's not something nfl has the real ability to do right Cardinals played 11 doubleheaders, 11, and the Marlins played seven. Uh, I think they were the, the two primary teams that were affected by the – And both teams uh, made the playoffs, by the way. That's right, exactly. And without that rule, they very well may not have because that, that, the pitching to, to make that happen, Dick, is spread very thin. It's spread a lot less thin. Thicker? Is that the right <laughs> – in seven, two seven inning games as opposed to two nine inning games. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, National League Championship Series. Well, you got That's, a minute to do it. That starts Monday. The Dodgers have blown through five straight wins, and they thought to be maybe the best team in baseball. And the Braves have gone through five straight wins in uh, in their series. So you got two teams who've yet to lose. Will meet in the first of a seven game series starting Monday. In Arlington, Texas. And the Astros, I think, have made the clinch punch their ticket to get into the playoffs there. And the, the Yankees and Rays, as I mentioned this evening, we'll, we'll get that taken care of and then we'll move into the yeah, next I, round. I think it's going to be the Yankees. They've got Garrett Cole on the mound. Well, in a one-game series, or one-game game, I should say, you just never know for sure. It's a matter of who gets the right break at the right time and so forth. Exactly. The Rays and the Marlins both have, 
done things with magic wands in lots of ways, in my opinion. But uh, I think the Razor for real should be a really good foot baseball game. No football tonight on WGNS because this is spring break, and so most of our schools are not playing. But uh, get back into high school football next week in a big-time way. Dick, appreciate you being here. Look forward to seeing you Tuesday at the Optimus Club meeting. If yep. anybody would like to join us, let yep. us know. And otherwise, and baseball season, excuse me, basketball season, I'm looking very much forward to that as well. Everybody have a good weekend. All right, have a great weekend. This has been All Sports Talk. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.